0: You are listening to the Central New York Real Estate Podcast, dispelling the misconceptions and myths about buying and selling a home with your host and favorite agent, Bob McTagg. Welcome to the third episode in this podcast, the myths and misconceptions of buying a home in Central New York, the truce of buying a home in Central New York. I want to thank everyone for joining me on the third episode I truly appreciate it. Now, let's get into some good housekeeping. If you have a relationship with a licensed real estate agent, this is not a solicitation to earn your business. Just want to make that clear. If you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast, thank you so much for your support, and I hope you can learn something. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent, I always say there's so much to learn. So again, thank you for your support. And if you're a buyer or seller and you don't have a relationship with an agent, thank you for joining me. I hope I can provide some value on this podcast. And if you ever need to reach me, you can always call me at 315-882-6610 and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. All right, let's get right into the show. Today, we're going to switch gears from the last two episodes where we talked more about the buyer process, uh, the truth of buying a home, what it costs to buy a home, and then bank owned homes we talked about in in episode number two. Today's episode is going to be more for a home seller. And this topic is sort of controversial if you're a real estate agent listening to this because the topic today is the truth about open houses. And a lot of agents that are listening to this podcast might not agree with me, but I want you to understand the relevancy, what I'm speaking here. It's the truth about open houses which are a popular, very popular marketing technique used by most agents. I will tell you that. And the question really is, for a home seller, is an open house an effective marketing channel? Is it a marketing tool? And if not, why do so many real estate agents adopt such a practice? And the answers may surprise you. And again, hear me out if you're a real estate agent listening to this, because I'm not saying that, Open houses are not a tool. The question is, who are they a tool for? But before we get into that, I want to take you through a little history lesson about open houses and what I've learned doing a lot of research on the internet and all the other sources I could find about open houses, I'm going to take you on a little journey so you can really understand the history of open houses. So through my research, I found that the first recorded open house was held around 1910. Yes, that was over 100 years ago. At that time, they were called open inspection. They were events held for days or weeks held from morning to night until a buyer was found. Now, why do you think that open houses were the center of attention at that time? Well, clearly, there was no digital marketing. There was no internet. So open houses were very popular. And real estate brokers would spend all day at the home, and most of the time, only represented one client at a time until the house was sold. So the real estate agent would represent the seller, stay in the house at all times until the house was sold. That's pretty loyal. I mean, if you only have that source of marketing, then it's pretty effective. But remember that, until the house was sold. Now, the only problem back in that time was there was no license laws. And anyone could call themselves a real estate broker. So there was fierce competition amongst the real estate agent community. And anyone could put a sign in the property and homeowners could be represented by more than one agent. Now that's what we call exclusive right agency that we have today, which that agent represents the seller. is only one agent. But back in the day, there was no real Licensing laws, and there was probably not, which we'll get into, a code of ethics at that time, and so people—it's like the wild, wild west, right? People did whatever they wanted to do. Now, around 1919, you know, almost 10 years later, that changed as license laws were enacted, and the National Association of Realtors brought ethical. And professional standards to the real estate industry. And in 1925, the model home concept was born, which featured furnished homes. So the builders at that time would have a model home. In 1925, that's when the concept was coined model home. And I stop right there because I do feel that for builders, home builders, Open houses can be a very valuable tool to sell the home, all right, because people want to see the, we'll say, the goods. They want to see how the builder builds, the quality, the types of finishes they they build with and how they build and so forth and get a good idea. Because with new construction, they're probably not going to be buying that home because it's a model home, they're going to be building a home, so they can't really envision what it's going to look like. So builder open houses, they're beneficial for sure. Now, in the 1930s, the multiple listing service was accepted, so brokers hired independent contractors, those are agents today, or agents, we'll say, to handle the listings. So now brokers had a system to sell their listings and they hired people, agents, independent contractors to do that. Because of this, in the 1930s, agents began using open houses as a personal marketing tool to attract buyers to other listings. Okay, I wanna stop there. This is where we get into the truth of open houses. At that time, agents figured out that I can use this home as a springboard to attract buyers to show them other properties to make a sale. And that was crucial. And this is my biggest dilemma with open houses. Now, I haven't done an open house in the past eight years. I'll get more into that. And there's a reason for that. So, remember I just said this. Agents finally adopted this marketing tool to attract buyers for other listings. Then, between the 1940s and the 1950s, men coming home from the war needed to buy a home, and the real estate market exploded. We really had an explosion in the real estate market. There was a high demand for homes at that time. But at that time, newspaper and radio became popular to market listings, and open houses lost some of their popularity among buyers. I mean, because now the media was radio and newspapers, and that kind of took precedent over the open houses. During the, also, during the 1950s, the term from open inspection changed to open house, formally, and Sunday became the standard day to hold or host an open house. In 1952, this is a fun fact, interesting fact, I should say, there was the first record of an incentive offered at an open house when a Dallas, Texas agent offered free soft drinks, free soda, free tonic, however you call it, and a whopping 30,000 people visited that open house. Man, that's crazy. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how they dealt with 30,000 people. Now, that could have been over a course of six months. I don't have that data. It could have been. Here's the thing. Since that time, there have not been a lot of advances, strategical, marketing advances in open houses. It just hasn't. So the question remains are open houses effective in selling homes today? Are they effective in selling your house? Now, according to most statistics that I track, I love statistics, less than 2% of all sales in central in the central new york area are a direct result from an open house. Now, what is a direct result? Because agents listening to this saying, "Bob, you are absolutely wrong. I have sold a house from an open house." Now, in 2017, and now we're into just into 2018, The market is very strong. It's a seller's market. If you have your house priced correctly, it will sell with the right agent and the right marketing attached to that. Yes, people are going to open houses, but the market is so hot that it doesn't really matter. And a lot of agents that say, I sold a house from an open, you know, sold a house from an open house, or I sold that particular listing during an open house. They only have usually one or two examples in a five, 10-year span. So that, to me, is not a good sample. What I mean by a direct result of an open house means that someone came through that open house, did not see any other type of media, went to that open house and said, I love this house, and bang, wrote an offer on the spot. Okay, And that brings up a totally different topic, which is called dual agency, which we'll get, in, get into in another podcast, but writes an offer on the spot bang, the house is sold, everything works out. They may not have an agent on the other side, but it all works out great. So if only 2 to 4% of all sales in central New York are a direct result of an open house, that's not great odds. So the question still is, why do so many agents use a marketing practice that is over 100 years old? Now, here is the truth. I'm gonna get to the truth right now. The truth is that most agents hold open houses to benefit their business, not yours as a seller. And again, if you have a relationship with an agent and he or she is holding open houses, have a talk with that agent. You might have facilitated and told that agent to hold an open house because you maybe bought that way or had success in the past. I don't know. And you might love open houses, you might think I'm crazy, but I look at the whole big picture. Here's the thing. So when I say, how do open house benefit their business, the agent, not yours, is agents know that open houses are a vehicle, a source, a tool, a system, a technique to meet more buyers, to generate leads for their business. That is the truth. There are coaches, gurus in the real estate industry that teach how to hold an effective open house, not to sell the home but to meet more people and if you 're a real estate agent and you 're trying to build your business, fantastic. It can be a great way to meet more people. no doubt i don 't have any question that you that open houses are a valuable tool, tool to meet more people. And if your seller doesn't care and they want to say, well, you know what? You can meet more people. You can grow your business. And in in the meantime, if we sell our house fantastic, then great. I'm not against that. But don't tell the seller that open houses are an effective, highly effective marketing tool to sell their home. That is not the truth. In central New York. Now, in other parts of the country, open houses could be very effective. Understand that I'm speaking of my local market. I've done the research. I'm in this market. Here's really all the reasons why agents do open houses is to meet more people, to meet other potential sellers in the neighborhood that may want to list their house, right? They hold open houses, I'll say it, to make you happy, to appease you. If you want open houses and to win the listing, they might say, I'll do open houses every weekend. And this is one of the best kept secrets in real estate, I believe, because there's this mismatch. And the reason why, again, I have no problem with meeting more people at open houses, but a direct correlation to sell the house from an open house, it's, it's not, not the best way right, to gain success with selling your home. The best way is to price correctly, find a really good agent, and you can always hire me, don't forget that, and have a great marketing plan attached to that. That's the way to sell your house. That's the way. And the reason, another reason why I don't, I don't like open houses for my clients is most people that will visit your open house will be nosy neighbors, unqualified or non-bank approved buyers. Your competition, other people that might be selling their house, I hate to say this, thieves, yes, thieves, and other real estate agents and brokers looking to recruit your agent. So they might show up on Sunday to talk to your agent because they know they're holding open houses. Buyers that are not approved and not working with a real estate agent are usually not ready to buy a home today. And most people that are bank approved and working with an agent look at homes on a scheduled appointment, not at an open house. And most of these buyers that aren't approved not working with an agent feel very comfortable visiting open houses as there's no pressure and they can look freely and again the agent might pick them up as a buyer but that's not what I'm speaking about here and do you really want unqualified buyers in your home i I, I, I wouldn't i that's why I would never I, I don't believe in that practice again homes at a price right attached to the right marketing and agent will sell regardless of having an open house and like I said earlier I have not personally hosted a non-builder open house for the past almost nine years now. And I have had no problem selling our clients' homes regardless of the market. So you decide, do you want an open house? Is it going to be highly effective? Think about that. All right, that wraps up another episode. I hope that was thought provoking. Don't get too mad at me if you're a real estate agent understand my messaging. My job is to tell the truth, all the truth, and nothing but the truth, and that's what I'm going to do through my experience. Okay, through my experience, this is what I've learned about 11 years in real estate, helping over a thousand clients. This is what I've learned. All right, I'll see you on the next podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, and you can always call me at three one five eight eight two six six one zero. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Central New York Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to visit us online at CNYrealestateAdvice.com. com.